Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, January 24th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to read some more from John's gospel today. But before we get to that, let's open with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in the dark winter, when all around is cold and darkness, may we look to your light to your light for warmth, to your light for illumination, to your light for hope. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage, we've been steadily working our way through John's gospel, and today we're going to go to the third chapter and read verses 1 through 21. This passage begins with an interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus, and then towards the end, it kind of morphs into Jesus speaking to all of us as believers. So listen now to the third chapter of John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Those who believe in Him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light 
because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, what is one thing in your world right now that's bringing you joy or giving you hope? So last night we had our Wednesday Night Live program um, for kids of the church and adults too. But part of that program is that um, kids will sit at round tables with two adults who aren't their parents. And one of them was sick and I got to be a table parent. (laughs) And it was so fun. I think it was fun because... There's no responsibility outside of like helping them not spill their lemonade. You know what I mean? But a big responsibility. (laughs) A big responsibility. But it was fun and joyful. And um, I don't know, there's just a lot of life at that table. Hmm. So that gave me a lot of joy and a lot of hope. What about Hmm. you? Uh, I'm doing a a funeral this week for for a member of our congregation. And uh, my favorite. One of my favorite committees at this church is, is our bereavement committee uh, because um, it's just for people who are mourning, um, For if you've ever planned a funeral, if you've ever had a family member die and you've been in charge, there are so many decisions to make. There's, yeah. so, there's so much pressure because you feel like you want to honor the person who has passed and you're usually hosting family from out of town and it's, it's just piling, piling on, piling on, and you're dealing with your own grief on top of that. Uh, and the bereavement committee is, you know, providing a, a dinner for this family. And it's just like a very simple thing that means the world uh, that that this family feels so cared for. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the family that's being cared for, only one of the members goes to our church. The rest of the family is uh, either here in town and, and doesn't come here or, or from out of town. Uh, and they're going to be cared for by this group uh, that they probably won't even know their names. Um, yep. and, but they just know that they're cared for by this group of people. Uh, and that always, when I see that uh, happening, I'm like, the church is working in the world. Um, and the so, hands and feet of Jesus hands Christ. hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So that's that's I one agree. thing in this in this exhausting time of January <laughs> that I'm holding on to. Yeah, I hear that. But let's talk about, Nicodemus. Who is he and why is he coming to Jesus? So Nicodemus is one of the religious leaders. He's a Pharisee. If I'm remembering correctly, um, the Pharisees are kind of only recently come into power. Before that, the Sadducees really were the leaders of the temple, but now we have the Pharisees. And so what's interesting is that Prior to this in John's gospel, you have had people who have seen Jesus do signs and they're curious, right? He's doing something miraculous and they want to come and learn more. Nicodemus, who comes at night so that the other religious leaders don't see him, he actually goes a step further. He says that we know that you do signs that are miraculous, and we know that God is with you, that the presence of God must be with you if you are able to do these things. But he can't make that last leap, right, of recognizing Jesus as Messiah. Uh, Or maybe he just can't make the leap to following him, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot to lose if you're in charge, if you're the leader. And so he comes to Jesus. 
He says, okay, I, I, I see these things about you. And I think immediately Jesus says to him when he says, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. You know, I think what Jesus is saying there, yes, you have seen some miraculous signs. And yes, you think the presence of God is with me. But if you really want to follow me, if you really want to believe, it's going to take a total change of heart that really only comes from the Holy Spirit and being open to that. Um, and Nicodemus still has questions. How mm. can that be? What does it mean? Um, and so then Jesus launches into this idea that you can see all the signs and wonders you want, but it is when you are open, I think, and I'll see if you agree, Um but it is only when you are really open to the true presence of Jesus and who he might be that there's a real change of heart. What do you think? Yeah, I what I love Nicodemus. I love this story uh, because what I see in Nicodemus is um, someone acknowledging the deep longing. I think that as human beings, we have this deep longing for something beyond ourselves uh, yeah. that, that goes beyond it. And Nicodemus has, has recognized that, uh, and he's recognized that in the person of Jesus Christ, uh, and he wants to explore that. This is, this is a, you know, like a first step. Um, as you said, Nicodemus is someone who is in a place of uh, societal and political power uh, in the Jewish community. And all we know, really the only story of Jesus so far is that he's a rabble rouser. You know, the only story we have is, is him chasing uh, the the ox and oxen and oh yeah, and clearing burnt, out the temple, clearing out the temple. You know, and which is not something that would have been enjoyed by the Pharisees of the day. And so for Nicodemus, um, he is a person of power. He's in the inner circle, uh, and he feels this attraction. He feels he feels something towards Jesus, uh, and he's terrified. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why he comes in in the middle of the night. That's why he's asking questions because he feels this longing, but he's terrified of what that might mean. Uh, and man, I, I felt that myself. I know the, I, I think that is like the most human thing is we feel this draw towards Jesus uh, and we're terrified of what the implications of that might be. Uh, mm-hmm. We're terrified of, of what that what that may look like. Um, as you said, in this first interaction, um, Nicodemus does not get there. He, d- he does not make the full step, but... Uh, we'll you know, see him later in, later in John's gospel, though, yeah. right? Uh-huh. He's the one who takes care of Jesus's burial. Yep. Um, yeah, Nicodemus is interesting to me, too, because Jesus at one point says, are you a teacher of Israel and you don't understand? And what I hear in that is Jesus saying, you've been taught to look for me your whole life. And as a Christian, the way I hear that today is, Um, I should be a person who is never surprised by joy and hope and light in the darkness. That's who Jesus Christ is. Mm. And so am I a follower of Christ and still I think there's only darkness in the world? (laughs) Then you've got to ask yourself if you're really a follower of Christ, maybe. I don't know. Um, But I think that all those pieces are in place for Nicodemus to be able to grab hold and, um, you know, tradition and the way things always have been are very powerful, hmm. very powerful. Anything else out of this first part of this that you um, think is 
worth talking about? I'm going to save all my really good things for Friday. All right. People have to come back then. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That sounds good to me. Um, Friends, we are going to end with a quote from Mahatma Gandhi who said, to believe in something and not to live it is dishonest. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you had a spiritual lift today. We'll be back on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.